can't remember. What a catchy theme song. Guys, welcome back to Adult Shit, the, the podcast, podcast with, with a one. one. And only Kate and Kelsey. <laughs> this is a podcast where we fuck up so you don't have to. Or yeah. do and tell us about it and we will commiserate. Yes. Is that a word? Commiserate. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's, a, it's a song. It's like a song. Is it? Yeah. What song is that, Kate? It's, it's something like commiserate. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> fucking, it's the one where it's like commiserate. Oh, wow. fuck, shit. We are fuck. off to a hot start. Where are my punk fans at? <laughs> uh, let's get right to it. Kate, have you come yet? No. Uh, if you didn't listen to... <laughs> If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we discovered that Kate has actually never orgasmed. And I feel like I feel like I need to take this time to apologize because I didn't really address it. I think it didn't sink in really until over the weekend. How big of a fucking deal that really is. And I just want to apologize for really... I, I didn't realize that's what you meant. Uh-huh. And just wanted to say, A... It's it's not a bad thing. <laughs> you fucking liar. <laughs> I came all weekend long, and every time I came, I you popped right in my head, and I was just like, wow, I really want Kate to be able to have this and Aww, enjoy this. That's beautiful. Um, did you try? I tried. No, oh my God. I didn't mean like, did you even try? <laughs> like, did you oh, try this weekend? I, I tried a little bit, and I just, you know what? It's, it's. I gotta figure out the placement. It's awkward. Mm. All the where I go and where they, my hands go <laughs> and where my vibrator goes. My vibrator's clunky. And I so can't believe you have a vibrator but don't put it inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> also, I should say the reason why we're laughing: a, because that's really funny. B, I don't know what the fuck I ate, but my stomach is singing Christmas carols right now. There is a three-piece harmony happening yeah. in my stomach. <laughs> I swear to God, if you hear a fart sound, I'm not farting. It's just my stomach <sighs> coming to life. I don't know how to put the, like, uh, you know, okay. Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Don't use his name in the sake of you not being able to come. It's just my vibrator is a weird shape. It what looks shape like is it? a, it's like if you hold it, you know what it looks podcast, so you have to be vivid with your description. Okay, it looks like a wrench. No. What? A lug nut screw thing. What are those things called with the thing with the the Oh, okay. Wait, but so it's dick shaped. Why how is But it doesn't the whole thing doesn't vibrate. It's just it's a little suction cup at the top that goes oh, it's So you don't your have clit. a vibrator. You have like a I have a quit stimulator. Wow, we need to get you a vibrator. Hey, if anyone wants to send me hey a guys, speaking of sponsors and advertising, uh, dick stuff. Anyone want to put their dick stuff on there and we will make sure Kate tries it because God damn it. <laughs> my New Year's resolution is for Kate to come. Hashtag Kate's gonna come. She hasn't yet. We will change that hashtag to Kate came. <laughs> um, we should also mention, holy shit, it's fucking Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Frickin' Thanksgiving. Yo, bro, I'm thankful for you, bro. I'm thankful for you, dude. Thanks, dude. I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you, too. It has been 23 three days. days that I have been soby-sobember. Soby-sobember. Sober for 20 fucking three days. And Kate, how many days have you been sober for, hmm, little buddy friend? I've been sober since Wednesday. <laughs> 
Uh, so many people called it out on my Instagram stories where I uh, Instagrammed Kate at a dinner we were at last week, and Kate literally goes, I'm drunk. And then everyone started messaging me like, wow, I guess summer November's over for Kate. Here's the thing. What happened? I was, what, I happened? Was, what happened, buddy? What happened? I was going to do it with you because I wanted to save money, and then I had a lot of opportunities to drink for free. Mm. So mm. I did that. You drank because you have a lot of free alcohol, and what are you going to do, say no? Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what that was. Also, today's topic is, in fact, mental health. Yeah. So, it's uh, a doozy, by the way. Many trigger a warning. Oh, my God, yeah. Maybe if, if you're triggered easily, this, this is, is not going to be, A, this is not the podcast for you, and B, <laughs> this is for sure not the episode. If you're looking for a pick-me-up in terms of just <laughs> comedy on this Thanksgiving morn, uh, this is not it. However, if you're looking for people to be like, oh, shit, I'm not the craziest person in the world, Boom. Boom. We're here for you. We're here for you, baby. What, what, what are you doing today on Thanksgiving? I am at a friend's house having a Friendsgiving. That is what mm. I'm doing right now. How about you? I am in Missouri. Wait, you're going to Missouri? Yeah, or misery as they call it. Oh, yeah. Um, my whole family is there. And this is the part where I carefully try to say that my family isn't fucking garbage. <laughs> and that they're good people. And that family is important and not everyone is a bad person. And I'm pro honestly, if I was going to drink, today would be the day that I'm drunk. That but was your pass, right? That was my, I did give myself one pass, but I think I'm going to actually try not to drink. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. If people on the internet want to call me an alcoholic, but this has been the easiest 23 days of my life. I've had no problem turning down alcohol. I've had no problem going to places. I haven't had sober sex yet, but mm -hmm. I have hooked up quite a few times. Yes. There's still a couple days left, so we'll see what fucking happens. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to, and I make no guarantees, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think I'm going to lay off drinking for a little bit, only because <laughs> she's laughing at me. Fuck you. I, dude, I fucking love you, and I would never, uh, I would never, excuse me, I would never <laughs> shit on your tries to It's just fucking with my medicine. I just, I've heard you say this six times this month. Yeah, it's every time I wake up hungover. I'm like, yeah. that's it. This is it. But I'm but, sober and I'm not hungover right now. Fair. But you you always, anyways, I, I'm glad that you're thinking about your medication because you really shouldn't, the first time you're taking mood yeah. stabilizers, mm -hmm. you really should give them a chance to stabilize your mood. Yeah, until I figure out, so my whole thing is I just want to, I'm not going to stop drinking forever, no. I don't believe, uh, but I do want to figure out how to, like onto the topic of mental health, I do want to figure out how to say the things I want to say in my sober life mm. so that they don't come flying out in my drunk life. You know what they say? A sober man's words. Nope. I no, fucked that no. up. Sober, a, drunk a sober man's, a drunk man's words are a sober man's thoughts. That's just normal. It's just sort of like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to tell you what I really think. But not always. Sometimes I just say bullshit. How is therapy going? Fine. I think I get, <clears throat> I get really tied to the fact where I'm like, oh, I think that, like, I want perfection if I have any sort of like slip up or anything like that like I'm a bad person mm, you do, do a lot of self-blame oh my god self-hate constant yeah I don't want to tell you what's wrong with you <laughs> but as your friend I see this pattern in you and we're all guilty of it but mm -hmm. no pun intended when anything ever happens mm -hmm. bad you go to yourself first yeah like you kind of go like how did I fuck this up where did I go wrong yeah. rather than being like 
oh, wow, I should look at the situation as a whole. And I don't know. I wish you were nicer to yourself. Yeah. Thank you. It's really hard when you have a friend with mental health issues. And I I mean, both of us have mental illness. I think and everyone. Yeah, everyone to a degree <laughs> has, you know, Something. it's yeah. like I see a lot of things. I project a lot of things onto you. And I also see a lot of the things that I went through, like when I first started on medication and first started going to therapy mm -hmm. that you're going through. And so my initial reaction is to like, help and my version of helping is by like telling and teaching <laughs> yeah. I don't do a lot of like sitting back and listening because I do feel like as someone who's been in and out of the the healthcare system for mental illness for the last 10 plus years the ultimate underlying message is I want to tell you how much better it does get yeah and how fucking much I hate it when people say that because you just want to shake them and smack them and go like bitch you have no idea what I'm going through mm -hmm. but like my way of helping out is to always just like share my experience with you. And I don't think that that's always like the healthiest thing to do. I mean, and two, like you also have, you're going through different stuff. Like you're a different age than when I was going through it. You mm -hmm. different circumstances, different life things. I mean, it does help. It's also nice to, to have something be free of judgment. I mm -hmm. think that's like, that's kind of been a harder thing in getting better or like trying to get better is that <clears throat> I've sort of created this personality for myself. Started at a very young age, mm -hmm. which was if there's any tension or any sort of unease in the room or in a situation, I'll, I'll take it all on to make everyone feel better and be like, yeah, but you might be upset, but look at me, I'm a stupid idiot, yeah. you know? And then it makes other people feel better. It makes people laugh. And then I'll go home and go to my room and just be alone. Yeah. And then just like really retreat. It's yeah. just sacrifice and then retreat. Mm. And it worked as like a survival tactic when yeah. I was like younger. And I'm realizing that when I retreat, I don't retreat home to a family. I retreat home alone. Yeah. I retreat like fully away from yeah. everyone. So I think that's what's been kind of hard is that all of these things that protected me are now the things that are keeping me alone. Mm. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like there definitely is comfort in being alone when yeah. sometimes when you're going like sometimes you do need to get away from everyone and all the triggers that are happening on fucking Twitter mm -hmm. and in the news and the media and to your friends even like I know sometimes if the group chat is going off about something and, and it gives me anxiety I'll just like step away for yeah. a little bit there's a difference between struggling and then going home and feeling like you are fundamentally broken and fucked up mm -hmm. and that this is not a thing that you can talk to your friend it's not just like oh I had a fight with, you know, my friend or my lover or work is going <laughs> My <weird."> lover. <laughs> I feel like that's the only word I can use. I don't like I to say a, gender or whatever. I had a fight with my lover. My lover and I, scoring lover. <laughs> it's really hard to go home and be like, wow, trigger warning, but like, I don't want to be alive right now. And yeah. I know those feelings. Like, I for sure, I was never, mm -hmm. I never fully attempted with an intent of, killing myself but I definitely would have ideologies of just wanting to not be here right now and not feel the anxiety oh, or the yeah. depression oh yeah and so I would sleep for like 16 hours a day and then mm. the time that I was awake I was drinking and then going back to sleep and I lost like an ass load of weight mm -hmm. I was on a million different pills I mean I've talked about this a lot on BuzzFeed and I I've done a couple videos about it if you really want to go like in depth of the amounts of medication but over the last 10 years I've probably been on 30 different medications and seen fucking I don't even know like 10 different therapists and tried a million different things and it really was only the past year I would say that I fully feel like I'm out of the worst of it mm. and I can never see myself going back like I have armored myself with tools and techniques 
over the past 10 years that I don't ever see myself dropping back down to like the lowest of my lows. And man, now I see why people say your fucking 20s are like your hardest, your most selfish. Man, well, you could not pay me to redo year 21 through fucking 24, I think. Damn. Like not a billion dollars would make me go redo that. It's a lot of those bullshit classic things like meditating and breathing exercises and doing the work and going to therapy but like I can see sometimes the thick of it that you're going through and part of me wants to just like drive to your apartment and go pick you up and be like let me get you out of the house but I know that you need to go through like figuring out what works for you because mm -hmm. what works for me isn't going to work for you yeah I mean I think that I got very used to taking everyone else like I said before taking everyone else's stuff and putting it on me mm -hmm. and when I take all of the blame and I don't really say what I'm actually feeling mm -hmm. because I never put my needs first right. like I harbor that and it festers and stuff and then I start to believe that I am this like terrible person who does these mm -hmm. terrible things and whatnot and then I then because of that this is how it sort of ties into uh, my eating disorder mm -hmm. it's like the only thing I can control mm -hmm. like you could only ask for the things that you want if you look a certain way mm -hmm. and your needs only matter if you look this certain way interesting what do you mean by like look a certain way um like thinner and so like you don't deserve help because you don't think you're thin yeah wow that's how it feels like okay so I don't know Fuck. Like, that is like a voice that I've never gone through. I mean, I definitely have a weird relationship with food and self, Most but like, women do, yeah, yeah. But what you're saying is something that I've never thought. Yeah, it's a terrible pattern to be in, and it's really hard to like. Okay, for example, uh, I talked about someone a couple podcasts ago. I felt bad for not giving him a heads up that he was going to be mentioned on the podcast. A little bird told me that uh, maybe he had heard it and maybe he was mad, and then so I. So they do listen to this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but he didn't. Oh. So when I called him and I was like, hey, man, did you listen? He was like, no. And I was like, oh, fuck, now I have to so tell you. you have to explain so it. then I kind of had to tell this person that I, like, had a crush on them and stuff, mm -hmm. which, like, sucked. It wasn't mean. It was super nice. It was very, like, caring and thoughtful and whatever. But it was just not what I wanted to hear mm -hmm. back. And so immediately upon, like, hanging up the phone and getting home, I was just like, it's because I'm disgusting. It's because I, wow. if, if you like me as a person, then the only reason you wouldn't want to date me is because of how I look. And then because of that, I drank a whole lot the next night. Mm -hmm. And then my eating's been kind of like out of whack. I'm a, I have a binge eating disorder, which mm -hmm. is like, I like to joke about it because it makes me feel better saying it's like the lamest eating <laughs> disorder, which isn't fair or healthy or whatever. But it's just when I feel like out of control, sometimes this like disorder is so powerful that it'll put you in a place where into situations with certain people even yeah. that feed off of that no pun intended yeah Sorry. yeah that's funny <laughs> um it's a nice thing to have someone who's just like yeah let me put everything else mm -hmm. aside and then that's become my personality yeah. people who have had something similar or yeah. had mental health issues that are within the same vein that are able to recognize it in me and not see it as oh that's my personality mm -hmm. but you also don't want it to be something where it becomes something where it's your only identity right yeah yeah and i want to be able to start like asking for things when i need yeah. it and just be like i'm uncomfortable with this or i don't like this or that identifying my own needs and whatnot yeah. and i think that that truly does tie into coming <laughs> believe it or Absolutely. not no it totally does because i don't think i which is crazy but you don't think you deserve, deserve to come yeah like, oh my god i don't and even it, if i if i'm at a restaurant yeah. this is how fucked up this eating if i'm at a restaurant and remember when we were out with your mom mm -hmm. her mom took us out her mom's 
amazing. Amazing. You guys will meet her over the holiday oh, podcast. Yeah. I'll have her on. So she took us out, and I was like, I said one thing. I was like, oh, that looks good. I think I'm going to get this other thing. Yeah. And she was like, what? She was like, get that one of She was like so mad. Like, she was like, yeah. get it. Treat yourself or whatever. And I know my mom would do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just that in my head, it's this terrible disorder that's just like, that's what you want, but you're not going to have it. Settle for yeah. something wow. that you don't want because you can't deserve it. If you eat that, you will gain 500 pounds. And that, to me, has always been synonymous with being unlovable. So I, I keep eating and keep taking yeah. all this stuff on and keep these habits because that's the voice that's in my head. Tying that back to you talking about talking to this guy and having to like confess that you had a crush on him. I, I said something once in the, the video. If you guys want to check out just so you can get my background, I did a video called My Pill Journey. You can Google it on YouTube. Google it on YouTube? Sure. <laughs> uh, and you can watch it just to see all the fucking shit that I am talking about. But there's a line that I love, not patting myself on the back, but maybe. But the threat of unpredictability is the scariest thing that can happen to s when something depressing happens to someone with depression. Yeah. So like the idea that you had to A, fucking confess your feelings <sighs> to someone, yeah. B, not knowing how they actually felt, and then C, getting like sort of a rejection-y... It was a rejection. It was yeah. like a rejection-y response. It wasn't a flat out, I don't like you, but, right. it, but I think he's a nice person right. who wouldn't say it flat yeah. out like that. Like yeah, like having, having something already waking up is really hard. Like, you have to take the little wins. Like, yay, I woke up today. Yay, I only hit my snooze button four times. Yay, I got it on to work on time. Like, that's already, it's really hard just, like, living. It, it <laughs> and is, then yeah. when something really sad happens or something really fucked up happens, mm -hmm. that that is when it gets scary. And then to feel like you don't deserve help or don't deserve someone to lean on or can only talk about it with your therapist. That's the other thing is I think, I know at least for me, there were times where I would hold things in all fucking week mm -hmm. because I'm like, well, I'll, I'll get it out of therapy. And yeah. I didn't have healthy coping mechanisms. I mean, I drank a lot and yeah. I would have a lot of sex or I would, you know, use my Ativan or I would abuse my Ativan mm -hmm. to a point where I would just numb myself until I could go to therapy. And then, you know, sometimes with therapy, it takes a while to like get into it. I, I would feel guilty. I wouldn't want to make my therapist feel bad. I would sit down and be like, "Oh, I know." How was your weekend? And he I, he would be like, "So good. How was yours?" And I'm like, "Okay, we're not talking about you. Uh, okay, let me see how I can dance around this." Thing. And yeah. then once it's like I opened my mouth, it was like letting the fucking floodgates out. And therapy became this place where like that was the only place I would cry. And sometimes I would sit there. And cry for an hour straight, not saying anything. And oh, I would damn. apologize the entire oh. time, being like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And he's like, this isn't a bad thing. You need to be, so what if you cry? That's what he would always say, is mm -hmm. he would be like, so what if you want attention? So what if you want help? Why wouldn't you want help? Why wouldn't someone who is struggling and clearly not, and scared, frankly, yeah. I was scared all the time because I outwardly present as this really happy, outgoing person who you know, gets shit done and, and runs the world. And mm -hmm. I have to put that front on because if I truly let out the anxieties and fears that I had, I, like, I genuinely don't think I would be here. I, yeah. I was not someone who was comfortable being vulnerable. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's it really is. It's a really scary thing because then you tie that into, like, making new friends or, or working on a new project or dating someone new where you don't feel comfortable being, like, hey, by the way, I'm wildly fucked up underneath. And mm -hmm. I would talk to my therapist a lot about that where I always just felt broken and I felt fucked up and I felt like something was wrong with me. Yeah. And now I know, you know, 10 years of being in therapy, like 99% of the rest of the world feels that way. This is fucked up, okay? I know this is fucked up. 
I used to say, like, I wish I had, like, a cooler vice, like, a cooler disorder. Like, anything to be thin, anything Mm. to be thin. So it was, like, if I had a drinking problem or a drug Mm. problem or if I was, like, fully restrictive, which is, takes away any of, like, the mental turmoil that people go through when they have those addictions. It's just the grass is greener, and it's crazy how it influences every part of my life. (laughs) Everyone everywhere has fucking problems. And also, I would never wish this upon my worst enemy. Mm -hmm. The feeling of, like, waking up and the first thought is, like, something you can't control, and Mm -hmm. you know deep down you're like, I'm... I know I'm a happy person. I know I want to be alive, but there was there's some force, some cloud. You know, they they use that metaphor a lot. It's like a having a cloud follow you around, but it really is. It's like you're desperately trying to get into the sun, mm-hmm. and th- no matter where you move, this fucking cloud follows you, and not knowing how to get rid of that and and accepting. I mean, here goes me into all of my workbooks that I here use to, like, <laughs> to get better. But I mean, again, I'm only sharing my experience for what has worked We're for me. We're not giving, I think this needs oh, to be God, pretty important. That needs to be said. Uh, we are not giving you advice on how to no. deal with what you're we dealing are with. Not if doctors. you're dealing with something, go to a doctor. Go get help. All we're doing is sharing our experience yeah. and letting you know that you're not alone. Yeah. There is help out there. Mm-hmm. Most people are dealing yeah. with something in this. All people are dealing with something. Yeah, in, uh, just about all people. In their lives. So just know that you're not alone. Yeah. And yeah. if you need help, there is please, help yeah. please seek we it. We should definitely say that. Okay. Um, but what has worked for me recently, I mean, I have been to every type of therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, hypnotherapist, the thing that has been working a lot for me is accepting these feelings and accepting that you are not your thoughts. So I, after being like misdiagnosed with bipolar and mood disorder, I still haven't really settled on exactly what I have. And also having someone tell me what I had really fucked me up because then I carried this as a full identity. And that's also why I don't like love AA is because when I used to go to AA, they would make you feel like you are either an alcoholic or you are nothing. It just became too much all-encompassing of my identity. So I, I didn't, you know, go to the program that fucking helps you. Work it if it works, if it works it, or whatever the fuck I'm saying is. <laughs> Point being, uh, I, I didn't like the idea of all these therapists and doctors telling me what I had. And sure, maybe that will give you some peace of mind. But having them tell me what I was and then it not being fixed fucked me up more. Because uh. I didn't know how to fix it. And I'm like, I'm trying everything you guys are telling me to do. I'm doing the therapy. I'm doing the fucking meds. I'm fucking eating better. I'm exercising and nothing is goddamn working. So something that has really helped me is accepting that, you know what? I might not know exactly what is wrong with my brain. And, and you know what? I'm going to call it what is right with my brain because Mm -hmm. I think it has helped me shape me who to be who I am. It helps me as a creative. And I've accepted that this is what I am, right? And and accepting my thoughts and accepting my anxieties and not labeling them mm-hmm. and just letting my thoughts pass through oh, and knowing yeah. that like my depression is always going to be there. There will always be a depressing thing happening in the world or to me or to someone I love and I get to choose if I'm going to let that take over me. And sure, some days there are days where it's just too strong and I have to accept it. But not letting that fucking consume me and not letting that be all that I am about. I am so much more than anxiety and depression. I am so much more full and there are so many other great things about me that are really fucking hard to see when it's the hard days. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Like, I am shitty in many, many, many ways. No, 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 no
no, kidding. don't worry. I'm, I'm fine. Like I said, I feel fine for the first time in many years. I can handle it now. But maybe like two years ago, I probably would have been really fucked up about that. Anyways, my point being is that what has helped me is realizing that like in this world of Tumblr, Twitter, emotional vulnerability and how it can be a really good shared experience and can be really helpful in finding your community, it also doesn't have to be all that you are great and how to escape that does not come easily it takes many 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 years of Mm -hmm. i think also your fucking hormones need to balance yourself out your brain isn't fully developed in the parent mode so we actually don't know how to parent ourselves fully until we're 30. Mm. like our brains just aren't developed every time you're like feeling really upset like or whenever i'm feeling upset or feeling like no, you're not good enough, or this is, you know, whatever. I have to recognize that it is not my voice Mm -hmm. because it's not the voice that I would tell other people. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't give... I wouldn't be like, you're too stupid or whatever if it was someone that I loved, so treat yourself like Like someone you love. Like a best friend. Yeah, and that's hard because, I I mean, it's not there. Yeah, I, um, again, trigger warning, but um, I have really uh, disassociative anxiety, so it's actually a feeling of, like, things not feeling real and feeling unreal I think is the word they use where like there was a point where in my anxiety I would like look down at my hands and my hands felt like someone I was looking at someone else's hands there would be times where I was driving and it felt like my body was like outside of my own body and it was I thought I was going fucking crazy that must have been really scary it was so and I didn't want to say anything to anyone because I was like it would happen on and off like you know the feeling of being high when uh-huh. it, it was like being high without smoking any weed and it being really unexpected. So I would just be like driving down the highway and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'd feel like I wasn't driving. Jesus. And it was terrifying because I thought that meant that I had like schizophrenia or yeah. fucking, I think that's probably where the bipolar diagnosis came from. Mm-hmm. But talking about like that voice in your head, that like alternative eating disorder self, I would have like a literal other self sometimes that Damn. felt like someone else was controlling what I was doing or controlling my thoughts. And it was so scary, but I realized that that wasn't schizophrenia or bipolar. It was a type of anxiety. It's Mm -hmm. a very real common effect of panic disorder. And I lived with that. I was afraid to like to ever tell anyone that because it sounds fucking crazy. It's also really easy. I think this is, like really upsetting and just a very sad truth though when you do talk about something that is wrong with you or let me rephrase that my therapist would be upset (laughs) when you talk about something that you're struggling with Mm. and then you tell it to someone else that's a that's being vulnerable by letting it out there and then sometimes the truth is is that sometimes people will come back at you with sort of they will dismiss what Mm. you're saying as like oh, that's not you talking, or it's a very dismissive, like, Mm -hmm. back and forth, and so it's like you have to find the safe areas to let stuff out, so I could totally see why you would be scared to tell someone what you're going through, because then someone could just be like, oh, well, I don't want you on the road, you're not fit to drive, you're not fit, which is, you know, whatever, it's a a natural fear if you've never dealt with it, you're not, so that's why you have to, that's why, like, help is so important, is because something that might seem to me something like, oh, that's scary, that's so out of yeah. my... Well, like, I, we can kind of get into a little bit of, like, dating with an eating disorder and dating with anxiety. Yeah. I, I was in a relationship with someone who, it was a couple years, and if he's listening to this, he knows who he is, and I will always, you know, appreciate you and love our relationship and, and so grateful for the time we had, but 
I went through the worst of my anxiety and depression when I was with him and it happened right when we were breaking up mm. and I never fully got like I never got to fully confide in him about how scared I was and when I oh, did yeah. he had never had a panic attack he had never had anxiety and, people and depression. People don't talk about it that much, yeah. especially then. I mean, people talk about it a lot more now. Yeah, but then. it was part me. It was part me being ashamed to tell him because I, I obviously wanted to project my best self. I didn't want to, you know, we had been dating for like a year at this point, and to then all of a sudden have this like new side of me. And to be frank, I don't think that like he knew how to handle it. And yeah, and that's part of your personality. And like, yeah, it's made part it of me. Part of your personality. So and when you say, yeah. hey, a big part of this has been a front, and I know yeah. we've been like having this relationship for some time, but the, but I needed this to be a front because this right. is how I survive. Exactly. And this is how I get up in the mm -hmm. morning. And I know that it could feel very like, oh, I was keeping this from you mm -hmm. and being withholding, but really it. And also like that I didn't fucking know what was happening to me. Yeah. I was genuinely scared. I was yeah. fucked up. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, I, he just didn't know. And it, in, in turn, it looked bad. Like he would go to work and then I would sleep all day and he just, he didn't know what was happening and he would be there for as much as he could. But it fucked me up in the sense that like I am terrified now mm -hmm. to introduce like my mental illness to people that I am sexually or emotionally interested in mm -hmm. and it will a lot of times come off as like a joke or I'll throw it out there as like you know a little blip in conversation and see how they react to it but it, it, it fucked me up because I thought like wow if this guy that I loved and who loved me and we were adults and we were in an adult loving relationship couldn't handle it, who the fuck would want to? I I would say this all the time in therapy. I wouldn't want to fucking date me when I'm going through like my worst of panic or my worst of depression. Mm -hmm. Like why would anyone else love me? Well, oh man. Can you be loved when you're as Damn. fucked up as we are? It's funny because I the advice I'm about to give you is definitely, or like my take from it is, a hundred percent what I need to tell myself too, mm -hmm. but it's a, you were technically adults, but you weren't mm -hmm. an adult in your own. So you weren't an adult yeah. with this. You didn't know how to talk about right. this. You didn't have yeah. the vocabulary and have the tools. Mm -hmm. You have the tools now. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes from knowing who you are, what different parts there are to you, wh whether that means, you know, your disorder or whatever it is you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And then a big thing is knowing like your worth and knowing your needs. Yeah. And that's oh, something that yeah. I'm like really struggling with now. But I think that once you know what mm -hmm. you are worth and that you are um, worth someone else being a little patient with mm -hmm. things and being like, hey, this is what I what yeah. I go through sometimes. And I have the tools. So here, here's the vocabulary. Yeah. Here's how I need someone to love me. And I deserve to be loved like that. Yeah. I feel like that's the best way to get into that relationship. But for me, I could I could tell you to do that all day and be right. like, yeah, Kelsey, I would like because I think you're a fantastic person. Like <laughs> I really would. <laughs> I feel like you have so much to offer. I thought about that the other day. Kelsey, let me borrow one of the most generous people that I me? know. Yes, bitch. Oh, I do love to give head too. That's a side note. I'm a I'm a giving person. What were you saying about a piano? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's oh. my way of being like, I like you. Here's a great blowjob. <laughs> Please don't cut this out. You're going to get a million more oh, messages. No. <laughs> Great. Kelsey's going to come. Hey, hashtag Kelsey already came. Um, uh, she let me borrow her uh, keyboard. And then when I brought it back, you started like playing all these songs. You could play stuff by ear, you yeah. know. You just have so much to offer. It's just so beautiful. Pal. No problem. You're great too. <laughs> but you have these you like. Are. You know how great you are. There are. Mm, you well, have I know these, how great you are. 
Sorry. Anywho, this doesn't have to come into like a circle jerk. <laughs> but like, all I'm saying is that you do have, it, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where like, oh, this restaurant's really good. I'll deal with the line. You know what I mean? Whoa. The that restaurant's that good. That was a great metaphor. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Because I love, I love food. Sorry if that was triggering. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I don't. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I was going to say, don't you, think it, don't you think it's funny? It's just fucking <laughs> hilarious how I have my anxiety and depression under control for the first time. You are going through it. You're going through it for the first time, yet we both are still so withholding of how we let other people see it. I like know. with dating, I can't imagine what that conversation must be like. To, have you ever even had to have that conversation to introduce your eating disorder to someone? So here's the thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing about that. No. Simply because I've never had someone interested long enough to mm. have that conversation. And one could argue that they haven't, like people that have been interested haven't stuck around long enough because um, I'm withholding mm. and I immediately try to make it like a friendly sort of thing mm -hmm. and I've like so pull back like yeah. fully pull back and I'm just sort of like I project all the things that I'm insecure about onto them and I'm just like they're stupid for this that or the other thing so I get like way friendly and like you it's like a shell you can't fucking crack mm -hmm. and people will try and they'll ask me questions and I just refuse to be vulnerable with mm -hmm. them or what my like eating disorder self would say is that I'm just heinous and mm -hmm. no one wants to get close mm -hmm. to me wow so I'm like disgusting and like repellent and all of this sort of stuff and that's how I feel most of the time mm. so when I when I am not feeling good and I'm talking to someone who I might be interested in the the discussion I'm having in my head I'm just like yeah. uh they don't like you like that they're being nice um don't be vulnerable with them because you'll make them feel uncomfortable mm. uh they wow. want someone who's like thin and hot and you know they want they want this Mm -hmm. standard like what you think is a type that someone wants right versus like you just actually being a whole person and right. totally lovable and totally deserving like because i even think about like i won't even go out on dates with people sometimes like if, if i'm on like a dating site or something i won't go out on a date if i'm like people will see us together and be like wow he's with her or she's with her jesus christ yeah it's really really hard and it keeps me like super fucking <sighs> alone God, but you know what kate like i do that too yeah i don't have an eating disorder and i go <laughs> god this person could have anyone in LA they could yeah. have these cute little Instagram models yeah. and like they could literally choose anyone but me rather than going like wow I can totally see why they are with me because yeah. and like oh. and but then because of that because you're hard yeah. like you're harboring all of those feelings then when you actually are talking to said person or any person or mm -hmm. whatever you those feelings come out in the way that they've come out your entire life which yeah. is to be fully fucking guarded mm -hmm. and just be like no, these are the things that, you, that if you were to be like, no, you're too fat, I'm not going to be with you, that would break my fucking heart. Mm -hmm. So I won't even let you get that opportunity wow. to make that judgment. Oh. But in my head, so that's like the, that's my survival. That's like this little fighter that I had for my whole life to keep me safe. Yeah. And now it's keeping me alone. And after like the phone call, I was just like, oh, you're so dumb to have even told him. Mm -hmm. You should have just lied so that he never would have known. But there was also a part of me, like this very small voice that's growing, which is great. Yeah, this was like, huge for you. We were so fucking proud I of you. I also wasn't drunk when yeah. I said it. We were like 
See? And guess what? You're still kicking. I know. You're still alive. You went through the worst. Oh, man, I love this quote. It's like, you have been through the worst of your worst and are still alive. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you have to congratulate yourself yeah. on the little things. We, we've gone deep. Yes. But I think it's necessary. I think a, every so often we should have these little checks. I think we should because, A, it's Thanksgiving and this can bring, dredge up a lot of, of... Oh, yeah. Fuck. Okay. Well, for anyone out there, Thanksgiving and holidays like that, mm-hmm. for someone with an eating disorder this, and any sort of, like, you know... Mental illness. Mental illness, going home to your family or mm-hmm. whatever could really... Trigger it. Oh, boy, maybe does baby. it ever. So I remember I would go, like, on... What was that? <laughs> I, I just came out like, your my, stomach all I don't want to fucking do this. But I remember, like, being at, like, parties or holiday gatherings or anything like that and just feeling like I was under a microscope with every mm. bite that I took. And mm. I would look at food and get sad and just be like, Ooh, oh, yeah. fuck. What is eating disorder on Thanksgiving like? Fucking Hard. Holy shit, what do you do? Truly. Hard because then every, like, I mean, I just, I do it and then I, that's when I'm like the loudest. Like I'm mm. loud and I'm I'm joking and stuff like that and I just sort of like try to. All your deflectors come yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> oh baby, I'm just one walking mirror. Hey. And uh, yeah, so I would just, I well, would then eat then you'd stuff. be a reflector. Anyways. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> it was, it's just uncomfortable all day. It's mm. just a, a, an ongoing, like, feeling of anxiety. You know, because it's supposed to be like, oh, you, it's fun. It's the and one day you're allowed to be, what? Yeah. And, you know, and then everyone at the end is just like, oh, man, I'm really full. I'm like, oh, man, again. I hate myself again today. <laughs> Here it is in again. In a different form and with different people. And now, me. and then afterwards, it's always after when I'm like, oh. I will think about that meal for like the whole next few weeks being like you better get up and like run mm-hmm. or do this or whatever and I'm trying not to do that now I'm trying to like stabilize my eating mm-hmm. before I get super into fitness yeah. again because I used to like overdo it mm-hmm. with fitness and, and then if you don't do the fitness that's another way that you get mad at yourself like well if I would have just yeah. gotten up today rather than sleeping in yeah and it's just about ugh, fucking listening to yourself and taking care of yourself but it's been it's getting not easier yet but it's mm-hmm. getting doable that's, a tip that's that good. I, yeah, a tip that I would share that, again, this is Kelsey Self-Help Book 101, <laughs> but that I, and especially for Thanksgiving, because if I were struggling with just, you know, being out in a social setting or being around all that alcohol or whatever, or fucking family doing dumb shit, my, I, my normal defense would be to drink, and that would mm. numb my anxiety and my insecurities, and I would be able to get through it, no problem. But something that has been working for me that I would really like to share with people, and I know I've said this to you before, is... Anxiety is about thinking too much into the past or future. So, like, you're thinking about the mistakes you made or the arguments you lost or, like, yesterday's failures or that relationship 10 years ago. Or you're thinking about, what am I going to do about this thing tomorrow? Or how am I going to Oh, it's like marrying the past and the future and forget and putting it all in the present. Exactly. And none of it is actually happening. It's about thinking about, like, what am I going to do about this? Oh, my God, I have this big thing coming up. Or, like, I have to get on a plane and I'm scared of planes. Or I have to confront my family. Or I have to see an ex. Whatever it is. And it's that's what anxiety is. It's about thinking about the past or the future. And instead... I would highly, this is my biggest advice of the podcast, this is my wrap-up, is to really fully live in the fucking present. And I would rather be living in a mediocre moment of, like, present than beating my fucking self up about something that happened in the past or something that is gonna happen. Or might not happen. Or might not happen, exactly. Like, I'm already thinking about all this shitty shit, but, like, my advice is to truly stop fucking letting your mind take over and and bring yourself back just fucking focus on the present and i know it's super hard and easier said than done 
But that's what's going to get me through right now, and that's what's going to get me through this next second and tomorrow and next week. And yeah. What, what's your tip? Instead of a tip, I'm just going to, for anyone who's like currently struggling with yeah. stuff like that, it's more of a, I'm just going to share my goal, I yeah. guess, maybe for this week. Besides coming. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> okay, my goal is to focus on more of like what I want and letting that be enough. Sort of easing up on the judgment mm. and trying to mindfully keep mm -hmm. myself out of situations where I feel like I'm being judged. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Just be kinder, kinder to yourself. It is really hard to be nice to yourself. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you're only with you for the rest of eternity. So why not try and make it as good as possible with whatever control you do have? You said it was such a nice thing that you were saying in such a scary way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gave me a lot of anxiety. Um, guys, I know this got a little serious, but a lot of you asked for us to talk about this stuff. We could do a million more episodes about this. Yeah. Um, let us know what you would like to hear more about because I do think the more we talk about it and the more open we are, even in stupid little fucking podcasts like this, uh, the easier it's going to be for other people to talk about it. I would have loved to yeah. hear this shit when I was like yeah. like 10 years ago. I yeah. would have loved to hear it. So Yeah, so we'll keep talking about it as long as you guys want us to. And even if you don't, we're still going to fucking talk about it. <laughs> Let's roll to our fake ad. Roll to our fake ad. Tired of not being... Oh. Tired of not being heard? Sick of regular commercials that only bring regular results? Well, well, welly well. Look no further than adult shit spelled with the one the podcast. Give us your sweet money and let us do your dirty work. Nine out of ten of the past two fake ads we've done have tripled their sales goals for the year in just two weeks. You can argue with real fake numbers like that. Adult shit. So you don't have to. So we've gotten so much fucking feedback about this podcast. We yeah. read every single message. If we don't respond, it's just because like our inboxes are flooded. But we have heard I your guys' I will be responding this week. Yes, we've heard your messages. We've read your comments. We have read your Instagram messages, your tweets. We are so thankful. We just want to give a quick rundown shout out of some of the people who have recently either tweeted about it, hashtagged us, commented, messaged us, just because we're so fucking thankful because it's Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you guys. So here's a little list. Uh, Ma, Ker Ker Ma underscore Kerchesnay, A underscore M Quinn, Thugasaurus, Melka G, Megan Rose, Darian Tuffin. What does that say? Darian Totten. Darian, whatever. M. Jean May, My Sailor's Doll, Kiara Gagnon, Kelsey Foskin, T.F. Gill, <laughs> Brittany Thompson, Selena Muskin. Holly Erdnaud. What? That's a sound. Um, Molly Swint, Megan Grace Maria. Keep up with Kizza. Tuba Piano. That's a great name. Marines, 96, Ruby Ubi, and that's it. Uh, guys, we're so, <laughs> so glad that you like this podcast, and I'm going to say it every time, but... If you haven't already, please go fucking rate this on iTunes and give us stars so that we can keep doing this and prove to our bosses that we <laughs> deserve to have a, a set and some interns because right now I'm the one running sound and camera and editing this. And I'm setting up. And hey, guess what? If we had um, help, we could probably do like two of these a week. We probably could. But for now, until we get enough we rates need, on iTunes. We need a lot more ratings. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, and but if... Nope. Nope. You go. 
Let us know what you want to see. Let us know who what you, you want to see. Who you want to see or hear on this podcast. Message us. Let us know what we want to hear them, about. Tag them in some twits. Because we could talk about, baby, we could talk about anything. You know, so. you're going to just get us for the next fucking few podcasts <laughs> if you don't fucking reach out and tell us who you want to come on as a guest. And then mainly. Mainly. Happy thanks. Well, well. No, not happy Thanksgiving. Happy day. I mean, it's not happy for everyone. We have to. Yeah, you know? we do. It's not an easy time. All there's so no way to. Thanksgiving is kind of not a good holiday. Yeah, there's no way to like wrap up a mental health discussion like that. We could end on high notes and self care tips, and sure, fucking, we could do that. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I think we should do. Should we? <laughs> Fuck. Look, I feel like this whole podcast has been little tidbits of advice and self-care situations. But and hopefully examples of how you're not alone. Yeah, but that, that is the thing, right? If you're struggling, know that both of us have been to the pits of darkness and hell and are still struggling and will always struggle, but are still alive. And that's an anxiety <laughs> for, um, but that, that it is... It's, it does get better, and I swear to fucking God, I hate it when people tell me that, but it does get better. It does get better. There is help out there. Nothing's perfect. Everything's in cycles. You'll feel yeah. bad again, but it's just... It, that's you life. Have, you have the ability to have a community of people around you who care. And if you have shitty people around you, stop fucking talking to them. If you have people that don't understand your mental illness or your disorder... Or just know where they fit in your life. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not in your life. Yeah. Just know that you are not alone. You're not fucking crazy. And you're worth it. The thoughts you have are not... You are are not insane everyone has had them no matter what they are mm-hmm. um and you're not broken you're not fucked up your whole person kate i think you're just one of the best people i know or else i wouldn't fucking do this podcast with you i as your friend will try to be there for you as much as i can to an extent without projecting onto you and i <laughs> only hope that one day or today or even for a moment you find peace and know how great you are because you're the best now compliment me <laughs> we're hugging if that's why the sound I'm just out. so glad we're friends you're such too. a warm wonderful person I'm glad I you're know. in my life and I we know. didn't find each other until our late 20s yeah. so maybe you haven't found one of your peeps yet maybe not but there are peeps out there Yeah, there are how do we end this again let the intro music come in now. This, oh wait, follow me at Kelsey Dare on all the things. Follow Kate at Kate Peterman or KTP on Twitter. We'll see you freaking next week. I feel like we just lost some subscribers with that one. 